I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs at Tab, who comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC and 522-WTIC. The 9 o'clock hour is a lot easier than the 10 o'clock hour to get online, so feel free to do so. And as usual and customary, we have some uh, technology news for you, something I wanted to bring up. Um uh, there's a bit of a warning here from a senator. U.S. government staff may be sending their smartphone web traffic wrapped in a bow to Russia, China via VPNs. So you've heard of VPNs. VPNs is a way for you to surf the Internet more privately by passing your Internet search traffic through what's called a VPN, a virtual private network. And, of course, a lot of us use VPNs, and the folks in the uh, government are using them too, but they're using these free VPN services that literally could be hosted who knows where. Could be hosted out of China, Russia, who knows. As we saw with the dinglings uh, who had their emails hacked, like Podesta and the whole big thing with the DNC, not understanding how email security works, and Hillary with her, her server in her bathroom basement, whatever it was, um, a lot of folks in government don't understand how technology works. And they think, hey, let's do a VPN. I'll be a little more secure. And they download some VPN service from who knows where. Because it's free. <laughs> right. And there's no government regulation saying, well, you probably should use this VPN service or that VPN service. Um, so uh, this article from The Register, one of my favorite little blogs out there in the UK, uh, talks about uh, what's going on here as far as our government workers and what they do with VPNs. And uh, you just, again, you can't make it up. Uh, there really should be some sort of rule. Again, the rule doesn't matter. You're not supposed to have your own email server and people still do it. Uh, but at least there should be a rule that says you shouldn't do it. So at least somebody's saying what you should and should not do uh, when it comes to VPNs. So we'll put a link up there for that. And uh, Bob, what do you want to bring up today? Oh, man. Google's on the headline. <laughs> Google, huh? What are they doing? Yeah, well, I'll start off with. Facebook quietly killed a map for discovering live videos. Oh, they quietly killed it, huh? Because they, yeah. they've had issues with their live videos. Him. Yeah, well, that was basically how that one guy was live streaming the, his murderous rampage down in uh, New Zealand. Right. So after that, they just decided that you didn't need a map. You can still find it. You have to go to a specific site in order to find live streams. Right. And they work on trying to eliminate stuff that's inappropriate. Right, which they have to work a lot harder on. So that's the Facebook. But then we get to Google. I got a bunch on Google. Mm. Google's new rules crack down on shady Chrome extensions. All right. The guidelines are designed to make sure you download only the Chrome extensions you want. To combat deceptive installation tactics involving its Chrome browser, yeah. 
Google has some new rules to protect users and hold developers accountable. Good. In a post on the Chrome Developers Blog Thursday, Google said sometimes it sees developers using ads and landing pages that mislead, mislead users into installing pages they may not want or need. Mm -hmm. So going forward, Google will remove any Chrome extension that has no clear disclosure that explains what users can expect by installing the extension, <laughs> has disclosures that use misleading language for the extension's purpose, right. hides disclosure language in large blocks of text down the page or using text and fonts that make the explanation hard to read, mm -hmm. uses misleading uh, interactive buttons or forms that trick users into believing they're taking an, an action, but they're actually an unknowingly installing the Chrome extension. Mm -hmm. Good. And uses iframes to show only a portion of the extension's web store page on a remote site. Right. This is enough to trigger an extension installation and show misleading text while still overriding the original Chrome web store description. Right. So, and then the developers don't follow guidelines, will get a warning, email, or the extension will be immediately removed depending on how badly it's violated the rules. Good. I think it's a good idea. It's about I, time. I agree. Yeah. So then yeah. Google Maps now tells you a restaurant's most popular dishes. That's kind of handy. So when you do the Google Maps, you know, and it shows you the uh, restaurants and, you know, points of interest nearby. Yeah. It'll tell you what's the most popular dish that the restaurant serves. I love that. So, yeah, we'll post a link to, to those. And Google Maps adds speed limit, speed camera data for more than 40 countries. So, uh Google owns Waze, yes, and you love Waze. I love Waze. Waze is an amazing tool. <clears throat> and uh, so they're going to add the thing that will tell you what your speed is and mm -hmm. what the speed limit is for where you are. Oh, that ha happens now in America, but this is in all these other foreign countries, right? Correct. Gotcha. And yeah. it's also going to tell you where the speed cameras are. They do that <laughs> in America now, too. As I go down to the Outer Banks every year, you can right there in Maryland, there's a bunch of these cameras that you're you're literally i'm driving you know 500 miles down to north carolina and there's like three speed cameras uh, that try to hit you with a ticket right if you go through the red light i mean people are stopping their light's still green and they're stopping because they don't want to get hit with these these tickets well those are the red light cameras red light cameras yeah that's, right. that's what i the mean speed speed limit cameras that's even worse oh i see what you're saying they're <laughs> going to hit you for a speeding ticket with those things that's right oh my gosh yeah so careful be quiet or similar what's look at that on the on the toll booths too <laughs> well will they know where it is the googleplex knows how to hide that's things. well yeah well the googleplex will help us if we can actually tag it well you know that's a that's a double-edged coin there the googleplex <laughs> yes it is <laughs> anyway oh, speed limit cameras oh my gosh so, Here's one. Google holds firm on Chrome changes that may break ad blockers. Man, a lot of Google news. However, enterprise users may be exempt from the tweaks. Mm. So when it comes to concerns over new ad blocking limits planned for Chrome, right. Google has budgeted, has has budged so far, but hasn't moved very far. Mm -hmm. The company is responding to criticism of proposed changes to its Chrome web browser that may cripple ad-blocking tools. Gotcha. Though Google revealed it's lifting some limits and plans on an exemption for enterprise users. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look... Well, again, ads on the... I don't even understand ads on a web page. I've never clicked on one in my entire life. <laughs> well, you know, if Google uh, disables the ad blocker, yeah. Google gets its revenue... 
Yeah, from from the ads. I know. That <laughs> get blocked. Yeah. So yeah, a little self-serving there. Yeah, huh? a little self-serving. So they revealed the changes in October as part of a broader plan to improve Chrome extensions. In January, developers noticed part, uh, that part of the plan called Manifest V3, mm-hmm. which is version three, yeah. could hurt ad blockers. Yeah. Manifest V3 is designed to improve Chrome extensions, perform privacy and security. But one part of that change limits how extensions will be able to examine aspects of websites. Right. So there's more on this. It's kind of interesting. But the bottom line is that... Ad blockers are going to be affected. Right. So the other, uh, like Mozilla, mm. you know, yeah. people may be going towards that. But some of Mozilla uh, web browsers, based on Chromium... Right. <laughs> As, as people as, are moving to to the edge, which is the new edge, which is based on Chromium, Chrome too, yeah. and uh, to Mozilla, which is also based on Chromium. Yeah. But they're not gonna in those at, at this point. They're not gonna uh, block the ad blockers for now. For now, this is one you brought up that you showed me this morning, Bob. I want to bring up facial recognition. Now we talked a little bit about this last week. We brought up an old story about how Amazon's facial recognition identified like twenty eight, you know folks in Congress as being criminal, quote-unquote, by accident. (laughs) I had the quotes. Here, facial recognition technology is coming to New York School District next week. So they're going to add a facial recognition system. It's called Aegis. It's a suite of tools that aims to protect schools from shooting sex offenders and other dangers. So to better protect kids, the school district is going to literally give facial recognition a try. And it should be able to detect... Um, those folks that you wouldn't want in your school automatically. It'll detect guns. It'll detect weapons. Uh, it'll detect sex offenders. That would have been handy in New London recently. Um, so, I mean, I, you're in a public school. The word public is in the name. Your uh, right to privacy in a public school, as far as I'm concerned, is not expected. Uh, I, I don't have any problem with this. Now, Bob and I had a little discussion off air where he has a little problem with this. Uh, Bob, what is your concern about this? Well, at its best, from what I've been able to read about facial recognition, mm-hmm. when it's dialed down and uh, um, calibrated properly, yeah, it has uh, it's ninety five percent accurate. It's pretty darn good. Ninety five percent accurate though is okay, unless unless you're in one of the five percent that get, gets comes up as a false positive, right? You know, then well. If it sees you as some criminal that's right. wanted or what have you, yes. and you know the police come in, they could shoot you. Yeah, bad that'd news, be bad one news. negative. Yeah. The other negative is they. So let's say that they go and they arrest you, and you have to prove you're innocent. Right. And you got to hire an attorney and right. pay all sorts of money that could bankrupt you. Right. So uh, you make a good point there. So you know. Uh, so I guess you don't want to go into New York schools. Period. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but you make a, you make a good point that there is a negative downside. Five percent. I'm not sure. I think I could live with it if this technology works within a public school like this to to actually alert folks of uh, the bad guys walking around the the campus. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not well, sure. I'm opposed to it. I had considering a, it's a public school. The word public is in the name. I had an article last week about. Uh, Amazon's recogni- uh, right. recognition, yeah, where you know they had, uh, you know, we talked about that, where they had like yeah. um, twenty six members of Congress mm-hmm. were falsely identified, and the city of San Francisco banned its use in the city. <laughs> Interesting. 
That's true, they did. So, well, we'll see what happens with this. We'll put these stories and more on our uh, website over at computertalkwithtab.com. Four lines open on this Saturday morning. Feel free to get online. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. You want to talk about facial recognition? You want to talk about cutting the cable? You want to talk about any problems with your computers? We're here until 11. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we've got uh, <laughs> Paul from Litchfield. Not sure if he's joking here, but what's going on, Paul? <laughs> Paul, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. My cell phone's giving me Greek this morning. Uh-oh, you're being monitored. Um, yeah, I tried sending you guys a link, but it, it came through all sorts of scrambles. Uh, apparently, some cybersecurity group has hired Hillary Clinton to give the keynote address. What? Yeah. That's got to be fake news. No. It's on several different sites. It, it is legit. Really? Well, she should know how to keep her data secure. <laughs> that is, um, yeah, that is shocking, uh, if that's true, Paul. She, uh, cybersecurity addressed some sort of keynote speech by Hillary? That doesn't even make yeah. I can't believe it. We're going to have to look I, I, it up. Go for it, man. Have a good day. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> that can't be true. I mean... Makes no sense to me if that's if that's true. Um, we'll check it out for you though. Uh, so we're here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online. Uh, four lines wide open. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. As we wait for your calls, I did pick up a Roomba. You guys probably know about this. This is an amazing little robot vacuum. And if you don't like vacuuming your house, these little suckers work amazingly. Um, and it it literally maps the floor perfectly. You have a complete layout of your house. You share that on the cloud, and then, of course, the bad guys know exactly where the important things are in your house. No, I'm just kidding. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but the little guy is amazing. It'll it'll do the job, and then it, it goes back to its little uh, dock, charges back up, chirps on my phone, says he did the job. It's truly powerful. I, I can't tell you how awesome it is, and I recommend it highly. Uh, our, first, our first Roomba was killed by our dog. It literally tore the sensor off the front of it. He did not like the Roomba. And so we, we kind of waited for a bunch of years before he calmed down a little bit. <laughs> we got a, and we got a new one. And uh, man, the technology has really improved. And you have no idea how dirty your house is. I'll just tell you that. We thought we had a fairly clean house. That little thing sucks up so much dirt, it is insane. So let's get back to your calls. Again, three lines open, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Danny wants to get on the phone here with uh, Elon Musk. What's going on, Danny? Hey, those uh, satellites that be launched for the Internet, his uh, Starlink uh, yeah. system, uh, he may have Internet service in uh, North America by the end of the year. I did see all those. They did kind of uh, – it was an impressive launch. Did you uh, did you see the videos of them in orbit? Yep, they were going around like a like a train of like, like a string of pearls. Yeah, are we worried about putting too much junk up there, though, Danny? Well, yeah, you, you, I don't think so because this is in such a low Earth orbit. Yeah, they're going to fall out. He said out of the sky after X number of years. Well, right, and they can bring them down. Well, yeah. Um, and they're, they're, the the way they built the components, they're going to be uh, like ninety eight percent disintegrable. Mm. You know, it's going to burn up, so there's no hard pieces to worry about debris. That's good. But that would be uh, really something. I mean, they're already communicating and transmitting and everything. Well, I mean, if it's if it's going to offer free and affordable Internet, 
to compete well, it's with. Gonna be free. It's going to be affordable, but not free. Good point. Sorry, the word free was actually a slip. Yeah, <laughs> makes no sense to be free, but affordable internet well, where it brings down the. Free. Yeah, sorry, Bob. <laughs> Complete fl- uh, slip there. Uh, if it's a affo- if it's affordable and competes with the broadband, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, you know, I-, I wish him the best. I mean, if, he's. If you, if you go to Starlink. Dot com. They've already got the website uh, with some information on it, and they've got a great little graphic on the on the first page of the satellites in orbit, and you can pinch it up and rotate the globe, and you can see the pattern. It's pretty amazing. Um, well, what, did they talk to you about how much it's going to cost, though? In the, I haven't website? seen any price yet. Oh, maybe it is free. No, I'm just kidding. Um, they well, wanna... he's, gonna, he's using that to pay for the Starship to Mars. Is that's that's going to be his money engine to get the the rocket built to go to Mars. So if you look at that video that they just show up on Starlink, which is kind of interesting, it literally looks like the entire Earth is covered with satellites, like little bugs. Right. Eventually it will be. Right. And again, in most of the dy- dystopian films you see out there with all the space junk around the planet as it is now, is that really a good idea? I mean, maybe it is. It just looks like there's going to be an awful lot of stuff up there. You know, when they're st- having regular trips up to the moon, it's going to be impossible. It'll be like a shield around the yeah, Earth. Yeah, you, you can't won't be get able past. To get it. Unless the Starlinks will open up for you. I don't know. Well, you know, there's, there's this one guy years ago, he predicted that if once so many satellites get up there, if there was a lot of space junk, it could cause other satellites to, you know, break up. Right. And that it would be a cascade and then would just be enclosed and would be locked out and would be earthbound. It, well, there's that, and well, that's a Maybe good. That's, that's a even. Good idea, that's though. a scary. Well, no, that's a scary. That's a scary point. But looking at all these satellites and understanding how Tesla has a hard time navigating from parked fire trucks on a highway, <laughs> how are these guys going to not bang into each other? <laughs> this is SpaceX, not Tesla. Oh, same company, the same guy though. Yeah, but different engineers. Oh, I, think, okay. I think the guys at SpaceX are much smarter. All right, let's hope. Well, Danny, thank you for uh, letting us know about okay. it. We'll put a link Bye, up there guys. for you. Take Bye-bye. it easy. So uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. So Al and Barbara, hang on. You want to talk about facial recognition. You want to talk about anything to do with um, your uh, technical life. We're happy to chat about it. Or if you've got a computer problem, that's what we're here for. Unless all the computer problems are solved, we've been doing this for 24 years. Maybe they are. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And let's get right to your calls. We've got uh, Al and Avon here, nice enough to join us this morning. What's going on, Al? Hi, good morning. Morning. Uh, I bought a new Lenovo, no, no, HP Envy laptop. Nice. Yeah, and I bought it as a backup, and I'm liking it so much that my desktop is possibly going to be obsolete shortly. All right. Now, two two things come to mind. I mean, it's like brand new here. Yeah. I noticed they've got a HP support assistant. Mm-hmm. And I've got like four... Four updates or warnings that have to be done? Well, yeah. Yeah. And some of them are recommended. Yep. And some are optional. But they're all centered around the drivers, right. it looks like. Yep. Do you recommend that I just uh, hit the download and download those? So gen- generally, as an IT guy, my answer has to kind of be yes, generally. Yeah. As, mm-hmm. But the, but I always have the caveat that you better have your system properly backed up and you know all the ability to recover should one of those updates go poorly. 
Yeah, right. Okay. They shouldn't go poorly, but in my business, they do. So generally, yes, update your system, but make sure you can recover. Okay. And the second question is, Mm -hmm. I made an error, I I know, in logic, because it was a deal I couldn't resist. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's all solid state SSD driver. Nice. Yeah, but it's small. It's How big? 120 gigabytes. Oh boy, that's the whole operating system took that up, didn't it? Yep. Yep. They I'm shouldn't looking. even make that. That's the same thing Apple did to their iPads. Yep. I'm looking at the uh, storage and the settings. Yeah. 68 gigabytes are already <laughs> used, and the thing is just taken out of the box. I know. I, I did one thing. I, I loaded malware bytes on it. Okay. That was it. Yeah. So there's 50 left. All right. So I'm I'm in a state of fear already that it's going to be. It's going to be uh, out of space rather soon. So you need yeah. to find additional storage. I wouldn't buy a new hard drive for it. I would just find additional external storage. Right, like flash drives? Uh, more like an external hard drive uh, okay. or, or a NAS device. They're pretty re- They're very cheap, all of that stuff now. Generally, yes. Now, how do I go about logically uh, alternating between the internal SSD and this external you just, storage. Yeah, you're just going to make a directory on the external storage, and that's where you're going to place your data. Okay. So the op- any kind of software you're going to put on the primary hard drive, and then any kind of data you're going to put on the secondary. Right. Now and then you're going to back it up to a tertiary. Okay. What happens with all these updates all the time? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're... Update Tuesday with Microsoft and all, all that. Where, where's that going? Patch Tuesday went away. Now it's patch every day. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. And next thing you know, it's going to be subscription service monthly on everything. Maybe. That's possible. Seems but where does the data go, Bob? It's, it's going to go there for a while, and then it's going to clean itself up. Well, yeah, it goes to, into a folder. It's a, what is it, something uh, X by X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's in there, and then uh, it keeps so many versions right. of the system files, so you know it can go back if it has to, so to speak. And then you have recovery settings too. You can yeah. set X percentage of your disk, but in this case, your disk is so small. I I, I put that. I changed that to like three percent. Okay. Yeah. The problem right? with, with I mean, the problem with a small drive is, and even the SSDs are coming through uh, much cheaper. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know you could consider um, buying another SSD drive and cloning the one you have, setting it aside and uh, yeah, it's a getting a larger though. one. Yeah, it is in a way. But the point I'm trying to make is with if you set your system restore setting, I like to see it at 10 percent. And the reason is you run into situations where. It does system restores, and it only allows you to go back one or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you get like an infection or something, right? And you're trying to figure out what's going on, you know, your system inst- infection before the uh, last system restore that was good before you got the infection is gone. Right. So you can't typically restore back to a point before you got the infection and get right. rid of it that way. Right. Yeah. You know, by by default, this laptop came. It was not. It was set at nothing. It, right. It was disabled. It was yeah. disabled. It's, again, they shouldn't be selling 128 gig SSDs anymore. It, yeah. yeah. It's a price point. They're saving you money as a, to get a consumer price point that you found attractive, but it's really not doing you any good. Really, and and uh, 
the price differential between a a five twelve and this is really not a lot of money. It's probably two or three hundred dollars, though. It is at their end, right? Yeah. You think uh, internally that raw price is like zip and. Believe it or not, people make a lot of decisions over those small numbers. Yeah. Especially yeah. companies. Oh, okay. So. All right, so that's what I'm going to have to do. I kind of thought that would be the case. But yeah. I'll figure that out. All right, now. Can I get, actually, though, can I just bring it down to a computer shop and have them put in a 512? You're going to spend an awful lot more money. You may as well just return the laptop and buy a new uh, one at the bigger. Afraid of that answer. Yeah, I mean, you, you would spend more doing that than you would just buying the bigger laptop. But it's a good machine aside from that, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And one last thing, the uh, rumba you were talking about. Yeah. I was listening to one of the uh, founders last week. Where was he? Where was he talking? He was on, uh, I think it was uh, Bloomberg. Okay. And he's saying now they're going to be getting in a lawn, lawn mowers. I can't wait. Just as my kids are becoming too old to mow the lawn, they still whine about it. There are already lawnmowers out there oh, that yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, but they've got a good size R and D chunk going into that now. Man, that's like the holy grail of uh, <laughs> of the next next gen stuff because you know. I mean, think about it. If you can get self driving cars, a lawnmower ought to be easy. Well, you know? yeah, oh, Cal- definitely. California's talking about banning lawn, uh, you know, lawnmowers that run on gasoline. I'm surprised they're not banning lawns. So. <laughs> that's yeah. true. No, that's next. That's true. Right. Oh, boy. All right, Al. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, the Roomba lawnmower, man, when that thing works, it's going to come in just in time for me because I still mow my lawn myself. I'm a crazy person. That's what I got to do when I get out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, And the kids are getting older, and, man, they whine about it. So that will be nice to have a robot do it. Uh, Barbara, hang on. We're going to get right to your call after this quick break. Three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Two lines open for you. Feel free to get online. And we'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Go right to Barbara in Southbury. She's been on the longest. What's going on, Barbara? Hi. Hi. Uh, I listen to you regularly, and I hear from you and lots of other places the importance of changing your password. Yes, ma'am. Well, with facial recognition as your password, like on a lot of Apple devices, mm-hmm. how do you change that? Because you're not going to change your face. Well, you're not going to use if, it. Wait, wait, wait. And if somebody hacks into their system and downloads their files, which are used to do the facial recognition, mm-hmm. what's to keep them from faking you? Well, right. So there has been discussion of uh, people taking pictures of you and trying to fool the device into seeing your face and unlocking um, the, uh, the device. That's why you have two-factor recognition besides it. So you have your face, and then... You can have another factor that sends a text to your your phone or what have you that says, hey, Barbara, is this okay to open this? And you put the code in. So always use two-factor authentication. That way you can feel a little more comfortable. Again, two-factor on your phone can also be hacked with something called SIM jacking, which is getting too complicated to talk about. But the next step would, <laughs> the next step would be to have a physical dongle hanging from your keychain um, that would mean without that dongle in proximity to your phone, 
um, you couldn't unlock whatever resource you're trying to unlock. So, and Google is also going to build in that 2FA, two-factor authentication into their Pixel devices uh, coming up in the future. So facial recognition is not a bad thing, especially for passwords. It's going to only open for you unless they don't, unless it's trickable, like you're saying, and everything is. Assume it is. So uh, have... Sex. Going more simple. Isn't there a file someplace that says Barbara's facial recognition file that they use to pull up to make the comparison? Right. So there must somebody be. hacks in and, and gets those files. And I, I don't know, some companies might be less easily hackable than others. Right. But um, yeah. the, what's to keep somebody from just stealing all those files just like they can steal a password? Right. No, I think you're probably right. Um, I haven't thought about it f- too much. But the second factor is the key. Right. So if you've got that one piece, you still need the second piece. Without the second piece, you can't get in. And that will save you. So start with using two-factor authentication for what you do, and you'll, feel, you'll be much more secure. Thanks for the help. All right, Barb. Enjoy the program. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. So uh, yeah, she's right. You know, she's right to be concerned. You know, you can't assume it's going to be foolproof. Before we go on to the next call here, I do have to bring this up. We did have a call earlier in the in the program, Paul from Litchfield, I think, who said that former Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton was going to be the keynote speaker at a cybersecurity um, uh, forum. <laughs> I wouldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I mean, having her as a cybersecurity keynote speaker is like having our, you know, general legislature run your little league. If you did that, your little league would be bankrupt and the, you couldn't play on the ball fields. Why would you have her at a cybersecurity anything, considering what she did? But it is true. FireEye, here's this is their actual uh, press release. The intelligence-led security company. <laughs> Um, which is a bit a really amazing uh, cybersecurity company is now is has announced details and Hillary Rodham Clinton is a keynote speaker. I I I can't you can't make it up. You can't. It's like having Bernie Madoff at some sort of keynote speaker for you know financial planners. I wouldn't have believed it in a million years, but it is true. <laughs> Un. Believable. So she'll probably discuss why it's wrong to put a mail server in your basement. Uh, <laughs> say that again, Bob. I'm sorry. I'd still like to know how much she's getting paid. Uh, no kidding. All right, let's get back to more of your calls. We're going to go to Bill in Southbury next. Hey, Bill. Hi, good morning. How are you? No, I'm fine. How are you, sir? Good. Here's my question. Yeah. I have a small flower shop. Mm-hmm. I have a, uh, a, soft, uh, a point of sale software on there from a company called FTD. Yeah, and I pay. I, I bought the server from them, and I bought uh, uh, four PCs from them. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, three PCs and a cash register. Mm-hmm. And I now have been informed that two of my PCs have Windows Seven on them. Right. And that coming in January, Microsoft is no longer going to support them. Correct. So my question is, or their offer to me is that they would sell me two more, two more PCs, mm-hmm. um, and then load their software on there for a, a cost, right? And uh, charge me so much for that, right? My question is, I already have two PCs that already have the point of that already have the point of sale software on them. Mm-hmm. Why can't I just upgrade from Windows Seven on those two PCs to Windows Ten and be done with it? You can. 
but they don't want you. They don't want you to know that. How old is the computer that you were talking about here, though, Bill? They're probably three to four years old. You should upgrade them. So, our advice that I've been giving to my customers is anything four years old and younger, you should upgrade to Windows 10. The software okay. is 188 whole dollars, and you'll use some time to upgrade the machines from Windows 7 to Windows 10 because I would contend those machines have a couple of years of life left in them. Yeah. Um, if, if you hope to get six years or so out of your computer, which is what we like to do with our machines for our clients. Um, so if the machine, though, if the Windows 7 computer is five years and older, you should replace them, right? Because okay. spending too much, you know, any money on something that's going to be replaced within a year is not smart. It's not, it's not right. looking forward. So they probably well, didn't tell you that piece. Well, I guess the reason I'm a little sensitive to it is back a while ago, I had just purchased a whole new software system, you know, three or four servers and I mean, three or four PCs yeah. and a server. Right. And within five months from purchasing that, the Windows server software was then defunct. That's and, not good. And and they uh, I had to buy a whole new system, right. which is what the system is that I have right now. So it seems like every time Microsoft makes a move, it's costing me a ton of money. Well, so these guys are yeah, right in the middle of it. No, well, those guys are right in the middle of it. Is really your key phrase. So for them to sell you a system that is already defunct five months later means they did not install the latest server operating system in the first place. They did you a disservice. Period. Yeah. And most of the time, it's because they don't have the guys with the skill sets to load the current versions of server operating system. That's really where the rubber hits the road these days is finding server engineers that have the skill sets to understand how to install server 2016 or 2019. 2019 is the latest server that's out there these days. Um, and if okay, they did no. that, if they did that to you, you really should talk to them about saying, "Hey guys, I think you guys should have done a better better service by me." And why would you install me something that's literally five months obs- going to be obsolete in five months? That's that's highway robbery. Yeah, I looked at my last my last question is is since I already have the the operate the, the point of sale software on those two PCs. Yep. Why would I have to pay another licensing fee to have them reloaded on the new one? You other shouldn't. Than they're trying to make money. You shouldn't. I agree with you completely. When you upgrade the Windows Seven system to Windows Ten, there should be no additional licensure costs. And you should ask yourself, you have to ask yourself, you're a florist, right? Yeah. I bet you there's other software out there to run your fl- your flower shop than what they're offering you, considering what they're doing to you. And I th- Well, I also run my credit card through them, which is really where they have the hold on. Well, you can get a credit card processing anywhere. You don't need to go through I them. I like it because it's connected to my point of sale system. So they, when I put an order in, it automatically... I'll guarantee you there are... They're a competition that'll work just as well. Yeah, I think you've been very – you've bent over backwards here, Bill, and, and you've just given me yeah. probably three or four examples as to why you probably wouldn't want to continue to do that. Um, or you need to be a little more uh, aggressive with them and say, come on, this is, I'm done with this. Uh, you need to do something here for me because of what they did originally with that five-month deal and now with this uh, one. I think they found an the easy last, touch. I'll give, I'll, give you, I'll, give last, I'll give you the last reason is – they, uh, there's been announcements, or at least there's been public relations. They're a publicly traded company mm-hmm. that they are on the verge of bankruptcy. Mm. And talk about putting a threat, a scare of threat through all of these probably five or six thousand florists in the United States, maybe more. I'm not sure how many use their point of sale. Right, is that they may be on the edge. And, and can you imagine um, if they would not support or take care of or handle or process my credit cards? What that would do to all of those software systems. So here's the thing. This is the problem with the cloud or when you put all your eggs in one large basket. 
Um, there is really utterly, I mean, we work with so many different businesses from aerospace to manufacturing to accounting to finance, you name the business. There is no reason a flower shop has to be beholden to its software that, that stringent, you know, I, you guys are selling flowers. What they're mm-hmm. selling is the, is not your ability to be creative and sell flowers. They're selling you some sort of turnkey that you believe to be the only turnkey out there for some reason. And mm-hmm. it can't be Bill. Um, when, when they do, if, if they do go belly up, what are you going to do? Close the doors? No. It'll be chaos time. And then, it won't and we've be. Had all, we've had their other competitors call us. Yeah. Tell us that, uh, you know, you ought to get on our list now. We're installing new software. There so you go. put me in a, uh, a software panic trying to find out what the best move is. And there are other subtleties in this industry that have to do with what's called wire-in orders from these services right. um, and how they print it and how it prints out in your software system. So it, it is a robust point-of-sale system. But, yeah. um, See it as an opportunity. Yeah, it, it feels I, like an opportunity to me, that. Bill. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Good luck with it, man. Just do an upgrade and, and, and cross your fingers. They're not going to go bankrupt, but I wouldn't put my livelihood in that kind of approach. I'd be proactive and look to replace them. I think I'm looking. I'm in the business of looking for a new software system and a, a team of companies to support the technology. So it goes down. Like right now, I pay them quite a bit of money every month for the yeah. support. Sounds good, Bill. Good luck, sir. Thank you. You got it. Bye-bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 